and we are recording. All right. So for our cause of sustainability, we of course had to partner with Sustainable Shane, an expert and advocate for living life sustainably. His passion speaks for itself, and I'm so excited that he's joining down for the cause today. When he isn't surfing or spending time in his own garden, he's spreading awareness about how to live a happy, healthy, and eco-friendly lifestyle. So Shane, welcome to Down for the Cause. Greetings. How are you doing today? We're doing good. So excited to kick off this conversation. I know the listeners can't see, but I love the Hawaiian shirt. I feel like I'm already at ease, already ready to talk about sustainability. I feel like it just sets the perfect tone. I live in Hawaiian shirts <laughs> and this one I got from a thrift store secondhand. So trying to love that. Trying to do every part I can with sustainability. I love it. So what exactly inspired sustainable Shane in the first place? That is a great question. Um, well, well, I tell people like I was sustainable before I even knew what the word sustainability meant. You know, I just like grew up surfing, diving, ha- camping, hiking, gardening, composting, all that good stuff in uh, Carlsbad, which is a little city in San Diego. And then um, basically when I was like 14, there was like an event in my life that I basically learned that humans have the power to hurt our planet. We also have the power to protect and save our planet. So that's kind of when I decided to like, make sustainability my life's mission. Then I went to UC Berkeley, studied sustainability. And when I graduated, um, I was like, oh, I also grew up as a model and actor. So I was like, always in front of the cameras, love entertaining and everything. So then I graduated Berkeley and I was like, well, I love sustainability and I love acting. Mm. Let's just tie the two of them together. And boom, sustainable Shane. Love it. And so it sounds like it was like, has always been part of yours, all your lifestyle. Um, can you talk about, I I've seen some of the videos that you've done on YouTube and Instagram of like going out on the beach and interviewing people about sustainability and you wear like this green blazer. I think it's awesome. Can you talk about like some of your experiences with that? You're obviously comfortable being in the camera and the limelight, but how about other people? And what are some of like the most shocking things you've heard in, in doing that? Yeah. So, okay. Going out onto the street and interviewing people is already interesting enough. And then interviewing <laughs> them about topics like sustainability or just like funny little issues that are like really prevalent in our society, but people tend to often look over. I tend to like shock people a lot, like with like stuff that they don't, they're not aware of about like their impact on our planet. So um, I tend, I feel like people, more often than not, after I interview them, people say, thank you. Like, thank you for coming out here. Thank you for giving me some info. Um, when I first approach people, they're always hesitant because they're like, is this guy going to prank me? Like, yeah. like, why is he coming <laughs> up to me with a microphone and a green jacket? Uh, so I usually tell people, I'm like, hey, my name's Sustainable Shane. I'm on a mission to make our planet more sustainable. I ask people a couple simple, easy questions from my YouTube channel. Would you be interested? And then I say, I'm not going to prank you. Um, <laughs> But then the conversation's super casual and like, I've seen some ridiculous stuff. Uh, yeah, you, maybe just go watch the videos. I have some funny stuff on there. <laughs> also some stuff that I just can't put in videos because I'm like, this is too explicit. Right, right. I mean, I, I think it's interesting about like people saying thank you though, because I feel like there's this culture right now that if you don't know something, you're like wrong. 
And a lot of people want to know, especially when it comes to sustainability, how they can help. But if they're not like going out of their way by themselves, it's not exactly like information is being thrown in their face all the time. So I feel like you do it in a friendly enough way where you're like, Hey, FYI. Um, and it's a lot easier to take that feedback rather than someone just like shoving facts or statistics in your face, you know? Totally. And that's a great point you bring up because I do not want to be that angry vegan. I purposely (laughs) don't be that angry vegan because I know it's like not a great way to teach people. And before we go on to the next question, I just want to make one point. Everyone, it's not that people don't want to be sustainable. It's just people don't know how to be sustainable because the society we live in today doesn't teach us to be sustainable. So at the end of the day, most people just aren't informed about sustainability. So I just go out and inform them in easy, simple ways. And then it's up to them to take action or not. Right. Yeah. I think we see within down for the cause that education is the core root of pretty much every issue that we're trying to combat is like how to get the right information so that people can make informed decisions about their own lifestyles and, you know, be able to understand that they can have an impact. They can make a difference, especially when it comes to sustainability. Um, yeah. I think people think it's this really hard thing to do where there's a lot of simple ways to just change your, your lifestyle. Um, it's not hard at all. And like we say change, everyone's afraid of change. Mm. Dude, It's like little changes to just become a little bit more sustainable. And I promise you, it's going to make your life a whole lot happier, healthier and your planet and the planet a lot better. I love that. Yeah. Speaking of, um, so we saw you're obviously a huge gardening guy. What are some of the benefits of that, your experience with that? And how does that kind of go back to this incorporation of our own personal health, um, gardening, plant-based, uh, food, et cetera. Totally. Totally. Um, okay. So there's a lot of benefits of gardening. There's mental health benefits. There are, um, like physical health benefits, AKA your diet. And also there's a community benefit by making friends that also garden and go into plant swaps, et cetera. So I'll just talk about each of them kind of briefly. Mental health, um, growing plants is like, it's like having a dog, like raising a child. Like you get (laughs) to see your plant grow up and you get to like spend time with it and you watch the flowers grow and the bees come and the little insects come. And like, it's mentally very nice to watch these things grow. Physically, you get to eat the food that you grow if you're growing like lettuce or kale or tomatoes, et cetera. And I promise you, they taste a lot better than the tomatoes at the supermarket. Oh, I bet. Yeah. So health-wise, there's that huge benefit. And then also if you have like indoor house plants, there's a lot of oxygen. We breathe out carbon dioxide, plants breathe in carbon dioxide and breathe out oxygen, which we then breathe. So it's a circle. So if you have plants, it actually increases the like oxygen level in your house and good for your health and then as far as community having a garden I've got tons of friends at garden we trade plants we I come over and I check out their garden they check out mine and then recently I actually went to a plant swap in Ocean Beach where it's literally an event and all we did was bring a plant and trade it with other people and like there was music too and like it was just super chill you know what I mean it was like an awesome awesome little event that's great I love that I I bet there's probably more of those that happen than people think too. Like, I feel like especially social media, like the plant mom, plant dad lifestyle has become 
really popular and even expanding that into like having your own garden. I wish, I mean, eating supermarket produce sometimes, like you can taste the difference for sure. Totally, totally. And, and also going on this plant, uh, plant swap idea, mm-hmm. there's actually an app called Blossom where it's B-L-O-S-S-M and it literally is like, it's like, how would you, it's like Craigslist for plants maybe. Like oh, all cool. You, yeah, you put in your zip code and then it shows everyone else in your area that's using Blossom. And then you post photos of your plants and say, hey, I'm trying to trade my begonia maculata. Does anyone have a monstera that they want to trade? And then you guys like meet up at a third party location. So like a park or something. And that's yeah. so cool. Okay. Blossom noted. Yeah. It's probably in Boston. It's in San Diego. It's in LA. It's growing to a bunch of like metropolitan cities. Very cool. Yeah. We'll definitely have to check that out. Um, and I mean, going back to like the basics, there's obviously so many different aspects of our lifestyle that we could be more sustainable in. Food is just one of them, but I feel like growing up, I always heard, I always heard like reduce, reuse, recycle. And how can we go back to that basic and how is that incorporated in some of like our everyday life now? Reduce, reuse, and recycle? Yes. Well, the most common way that people can reduce is I would say like fashion's a great one is like just like you don't need a huge wardrobe with seasonal fashion so you can like buy secondhand clothing I'm wearing a Hawaiian secondhand clothing my entire closet basically that and I get compliments on clothing all the time because it kind of (laughs) repeats itself fashion you know so like you can reduce your consumption of of clothing reusing I mean the classic example is the reusable water bottle you know like the metal reusable bottle so that's a super easy way and then recycling I mean come on we should all know how to recycle I guess at this point and if you don't feel free to dm me I'll tell you (laughs) all about what you can and can't recycle (laughs) yeah yeah I think it's like living in a city I know we have a lot of um like resources for recycling like we have the recycling bin outside we know have like the different sortation, et cetera. And then back home, actually, where I live in Florida, my mom, who is very much into sustainability, but we actually have to like package everything ourselves and bring it like down the street to a certain like drop-off center, which I always thought was interesting. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can make a choice to do it either way. Totally. And it's, um, yeah, there's benefits to it. And I know it'll take a little bit more effort. Yeah. I like to think of sustainability right now is it's not the popular thing to do yet. It's Mm. getting more traction, being sustainable. I mean, it's caught wind in Europe. It's caught wind in a lot of other like developed nations. The U S is usually a little slow behind these environmental things we have been recently. So like being sustainable in the U S I think we're like five years out from being sustainable, being like the popular thing to do. We're not there yet. We're on the forefront. It's happening. It's becoming just get ready, be ahead of the wave and it'll be good economically, socially, and mentally. Yeah. We need more sustainable chains. That's what we need. <laughs> That's why I'm going out here. I got goals to teach people. <laughs> awesome. Um, so another way that you touched on a little bit is like veganism, plant-based eating. How can our meat lovers out there incorporate some more sustainable eating habits without having to like transform their entire diet or feeling like 
they're being attacked for their personal choices. Totally. And I want to say at the beginning here, humans should eat meat. It is healthy. Humans are omnivores. We eat plants. We eat meat. It is part of our diet. We have canine teeth for a reason, you know, Mm -hmm. like we have physically evolved to eat meat. However, the rate at which humans consume meat today is not a healthy and b not sustainable for our planet. So some ways to reduce your consumption of meat, because that's just what I'm, that's what uh, I advise. That's what I think the important thing to do is. And mind you, I don't know what the standard ad, like advised rate of like how much meat you should eat a week, but I'll tell you, it's a lot less than what you probably do. <laughs> so uh, some easy ways are like meatless Mondays. So just like try and go at least one day a week, hopefully more where you don't eat meat. Um, I love they're making meat that is now um, like, you know, like impossible burgers. Uh, yeah, I love those. Yeah. I'm pretty the other brands, but like, they're actually really freaking good. Like, and they, they've taken a lot of time to make sure that these plant-based meat alternatives taste a lot like meat and they make big juicy burgers and brats and everything. So yeah, meatless Mondays looking towards plant-based alternatives for your meat. And my favorite way that I've shown people about eating plant-based alternatives was I had friends over for dinner one night and it was like a taco Tuesday and I made uh, plant-based tacos, but didn't tell them. I just like made tacos and like, nice. everyone was like, Oh, like these tacos are so good. Like, Oh, they were great. And then at the end of the night, I was like, you guys know that those, the meat, it like wasn't actually carne asada. It was like impossible burger meat. And they're like, right. Whoa, <laughs> they had no idea. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It, like people don't even know. Yeah. I, I think too, when they hear like, plant substitute or meat substitutes they like have this bad perception of what it's supposed to taste like because like back in the day there wasn't as much effort put into making it taste good but now I I honestly was vegetarian for like two years like fully and Mm -hmm. now it's like to the point I don't even crave meat necessarily and things like meatless meatballs or like from Trader Joe's we have like um what's the other one? The soy chorizo is really good. And I have friends who don't necessarily live like a vegetarian or vegan lifestyle who will eat that as just part of their normal routine. Totally. Totally. There's a lot, there's a lot of options now. They're all pretty good. Yeah. So what recommendations do you have? Um, We talked a little about gardening, a little about reduce, reuse the cycle and even vegetarianism, but what do you think for someone who's like starting out on this journey of sustainability for their own personal lifestyle? Like where do people start other than oh, after they follow you on, on social media? Don't, you don't need to follow me. You can <laughs> do whatever you want. But I love this question. This is my favorite question. I get it all the time. And this is what I tell people. Get informed. You can't care about something until you know about something. So go on Instagram, follow some social media accounts to deal with the environment. Go on Netflix, watch some docs like Seaspiracy, A Life on Our Planet, um, even um, Planet Earth, like whatever. Just go on Netflix, watch some document, watch, watch some uh, documentaries, go read a book about some aspect of sustainability, go on Pinterest, look, find a blog, whatever. Just get informed. And then from there, you'll see what you care about. Maybe you care about 
gardening and you really want to start gardening, or maybe you care about composting, you want to start composting, or maybe you care about the fact that there's a wetland down the street from your house that you never knew about that has a volunteer society that you can get involved with, you know, like, so just get informed, see what you care about, and then start taking some, like, some actions towards getting involved with it. I love that. I love that. So what's next for you uh, in terms of sustainable shame? How can we, you know, continue to stay engaged uh, with what you're doing and how you're helping us all be a little bit more sustainable in our own lifestyle? Yes. What is next for me? Well, the world really knows. I don't know fully, but I have some plans and hopefully they come to fruition. I am hopefully getting into some elementary schools where I will be teaching about sustainability with, uh, through like assemblies. And my main goal is to get into schools. I want to be the next Bill Nye the Science Guy, basically, of sustainability. That is the future goal for me. So I love social media. I like Instagram. I think Facebook is good. I guess TikTok's now the new thing. And I know it's a great way to get information. But to be honest, I really want to dive deep into like school curriculum and create videos for like elementary school students about recycling, composting, home gardening, microplastics, forest fires, etc. Like I want to create videos like that. And I've got some good meetings coming up with some school districts. And that's awesome. Excited. Yeah. Like you said, that's where it starts. You can't change something unless you're informed about it. So I like you're just tackling the root cause. I love it. And yes. And one other thing too, people tend to feel overwhelmed by sustainability. They're like, what the heck does this mean? What does it mean to be sustainable? I relate it to this. When you learn math, do you start with calculus? Mm. Do you? God, I hope not. (laughs) No. Right. You start with like geometry, pre-algebra, algebra, pre-calc calculus you know like they're stepping stones to becoming a mathematician there's the same deal for becoming an environmentalist you start with the basics you start with recycling you start with maybe just reducing a little bit of plastic by using a tubbleware instead of a ziploc bag then you can get into composting you'll learn about composting then you can get involved with like volunteering etc and like you work your way up until you finally live like a totally sustainable lifestyle that's that's similar to like being calculus and math, you know, like Mm. you got to take these steps and know that sustainability comes with time. It doesn't happen overnight. I love that. I think that's a perfect way to close out today's conversation. Um, So thank you so much, Shane, for, for talking with us. You can find his website, Instagram, and YouTube all available on downforthecause.com. So make sure you follow along as you start your own sustainable journey and looking forward to seeing you in some school curriculum soon as well, Shane. Thank you. (laughs) Awesome. Thanks so much.